When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Welcome to Unaddiction, the podcast. My name is Dr. Nzinga Harrison. I'm a board-certified psychiatrist with a specialty in addiction medicine and co-founder and chief medical officer of Eleanor Health. On this podcast, we explore the paths that can lead to addiction and the infinite paths that can lead to recovery. Our guests are sharing their own experiences, the tools that have helped them along the way, and the formulas that allow them to thrive in recovery one day at a time. This week, Jason Williams joins us on the pod. Y'all, this was such a fun conversation. And legitimately, that's what our conversation was about, the importance of fun and adventure in recovery. It's the secret sauce to Jason's magic formula. So let me tell you a little bit about him before we jump in. Jason Williams was born and raised on the street of New York's Lower East Side. He was the first round draft pick for the Philadelphia 76ers and later became an NBA All-Star only to suffer a career-ending injury during his initial season with the Nets. He parlayed his sense of humor and larger-than-life personality, both of which you'll hear on today's episode, and quickly became an analyst for the NBA on NBC. His life, however, came to a crashing halt when he was charged with manslaughter, for which he served a 27-month prison term. Upon his release, Jason vowed to turn his life around and entered a facility for treatment of addiction. A new treatment facility was born from his realization that the missing component from his treatment was what he calls, quote, adventure therapy. Jason is the founder of Rebound Holistic Care, where teammates actively collaborate with staff coaches and consultants to maximize their own potential and that of fellow team members. And yes, this includes skydiving, eating out, and scuba diving. Jason, welcome to the show. Welcome, Jason Williams. I am so excited. Jason, um, I don't know if you know, I have a book that's coming out on addiction, Six Mind-Changing Conversations That Could Save a Life. It's coming out January 9th. Um, available for pre-sale now. And we're doing this podcast to raise awareness of the book. And the purpose of the book is to raise awareness of the conversations we need to be having if we really want to turn around this addiction epidemic. So I am so honored and grateful that you're coming on the podcast to share your story with us. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me, Dr. Harris. Uh, I love that uh Dr. Harrison, so I love that you're going to be having this new book out. I can't wait to read it. 
I've been keeping up with you since you said I was going to do this interview. Really? Um, so I've been doing some homework and some research. And uh-huh. let me tell you, it's people like yourself who help us fight this cutting disease, this disease that I have that tells me I don't have a disease. You know, um, I was reading mm-hmm. up on you and you were talking about how relationships help us so much in getting to the core reasons of why we have an addiction. Um, and that you call all your patients and quotation marks, members here at Rebound at our center. That's right. Community members. And community members. And we call ourselves teammates because I'm in it with them. I love it. You know? That's and right. The, and the number one thing that we try to do besides, that's to say the number, the second highest thing we try to do is number one, we try to get them better. And that's to say we try to get their family to understand about their addiction. And the general thing, if it's possible, because we get a lot of high profile people that come down to rebound, is to release the stigma. And I know you're big on that. Yeah. On releasing the stigma. And I know that's going to be in your new book, Dr. Harrison. That's exactly right. So we made up this word for the title, unaddiction. And it's really about unlearning what we think we know about addiction, undoing the stigma that is killing people and uncovering the conversations that we need to have. And so you put your finger on the second point, which is undoing the stigma. So I'm going to ask you, Jason, I'm going to ask everybody on this podcast at the end of the episode. So this is like cheat sheet for the final exam. Okay. Okay. It's only got one question. It is, if there is one thing you want people to unlearn or one piece of stigma that you want to undo or one conversation that you want to uncover and teach people how to have, what is it? That's for the end of the show, okay? Okay, you got it. So coming in now, tell me all about Rebound. And this is how I want you to tell me about it. People really underestimate how much our childhood and upbringing impacts our health as adults. And I'm talking specifically about adverse childhood experiences, ACEs, A-C-E. There was this study done a long time ago, and there are 10 questions. And if you answer yes, you get one point. And a score of four or more really predicts an increased risk of depression, anxiety, addiction, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, smoking, like all the chronic illnesses, you name it. And so it's like your childhood really does matter. But there's an antidote to that called the pieces, positive childhood experiences. And one of the things we talk about in the book is as adults, we can't go back and change our childhood, but we can change our adulthood. And so if you look at the positive experiences, it's an ability to talk to your family about your feelings. It's feeling supported. It's participating in community traditions. It's a sense of belonging. It's being supported by friends. It's having two non-parent adults who genuinely care about you. That's about childhood. Rebound is doing this for people in adulthood. That's right. And so can you talk to me about what Rebound is doing for people? Because a score of four out of seven on these pieces starts to erase those negative childhood experiences. So like this is what Rebound is doing for people. Can you tell us about it? Yes. So we teach through outdoor adventure therapy. I'm pretty sure we're the only place in the country that does it like this. Mm. Uh, We're not talking about outdoor adventure therapy, Dr. Harrison, where you go maybe to the beach once a week. We talk about seven days a week 
Mm. We're doing everything from skydiving, indoor and outdoor, flying airplanes. I fly planes. So we're scuba diving. You can get scuba diving certified. We're parasailing. We're horseback wow. riding. We're wave running. We're hydroboarding. But you put on a pack and you're going above the ocean. We're doing all this stuff to take you out your comfort zone. But mm. also, what you just said is bring back positive childhood memories. And, and, yes. and uh, you know, so one of the things we do it when we do this is, it takes you out your comfort zone because you can be anybody when you're talking to a psychiatrist like yourself. When you come in, you sit on the couch, you only got an hour. But here, when we take you up 13,000 feet and I'm flying the plane and I look over and says, jump, we really get a chance to see what you're all about, Oof. right? Because we're with our psychiatrists, you know, and we're with our therapists and we get to see a whole different side of you. Yeah. But also, it brings back your childhood memories of when you were having fun it's okay mm. to have fun because we want you to have fun when you get sober so we're just training you in the beginning you need to have fun that's right and it's much more fun because look you know when what we're training you to do is you know you go on vacation what happens now you go out you go out in the ocean for 20 minutes 30 minutes that first day you're so much fun and then you go out at night and you party and then the next day you sleep in and the next day it's too hot and then you don't even enjoy your vacation. Here we're teaching you how to live a healthy, holistic lifestyle. And going to bed at 9 o'clock, which for me, 9 o'clock is the new midnight. I know, that's right. I love when I get to go to bed at 9 o'clock. That's a good night. Mm. Right. And, and so it's teaching you and training you uh, to make sure that you'll be able to get up tomorrow and do it again also. You're having so much fun that you don't want to be hungover in the morning. And some of the stuff that this does is that, you know, we work, we get a chance that people come in and I like myself, I'm claustrophobic. So one of the big things when we take you down 60 feet in the ocean, people get claustrophobic and they have to learn to breathe. Um, you know, so this is, we do all these kind of activities, probably 19 different activities in 30 days that you have never done in your life mm -hmm. that helps you. Um, and we're not there to just to scare the bejesus out of you. Uh, we're there to really get to see what the core of what's really bothering you. Now, we do traditional mm. treatment. We go to the gym. Of mm -hmm. course, we go to AA. Um, we mm. have Bible study here with a Hall of Fame running back who does a great job for us every Wednesday. We're very faith-based. Um, but we yeah. meet you where you're at because we're a small program. We only take five people in every month. Okay, and wow. Five being a basketball team, I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, and because everybody has a different, right? <laughs> everybody has a different narrative. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you come in and you try to cookie cut or something, it's very difficult because there's such an epidemic to just deal with only five people. We've been blessed to do that because there's so many people in addiction. 120,000 people died last year I know. from this addiction. I know. You know, so, you know, the more people that can come in and get help at any level, I'm happy for. We just been blessed that we have a small group. And, and that is the way I've made it. Because when I went to treatment, I was just going from class to class. And I once asked the guy in there, say, hey, can I get a volleyball? And he gave me a volleyball, and, it, and then he gave me a basketball, and he gave me a softball, and it changed the mm -hmm. culture of where we were. Mm -hmm. You know, it really did. People were like, wow, oh, I'm having fun. Yep. Because when you, you feel like you have done so much damage in your life that you're not allowed to smile anymore. And look, from my, my past, I feel sometimes I shouldn't be having fun, and I should be serving my community at all times. But I'm just slowly but learning, putting myself back together. Rebound's been going for eight years, and every day I learn something. 
I'm big on no stethoscope really gets you better. Where it really mm. does get you better is what you guys do at your place is the the relationships, yeah. it's the empathy, mm-hmm. it's the accountability, and it's the structure. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep you out all day long. You leave the pro, you leave yes. the house, the ranch. We're on the ranch, six acre ranch. Once you leave the ranch, you're gone all day. You're on the beach, you're in the water, you're at the gym. Uh, mm. And when you get back, what that does kill for number one is that your sleep deprivation. Because most people say, I can't sleep. You know, and why you can't sleep is because you're in your own head. You're in your own head. And that's the biggest jail that I've ever been in is the one that's in my head. Yeah. So if we get you out all day long and we're deflecting and we're doing this. And the other thing is, doctor, is that we eat all our meals out. So we don't put you in a bubble where you're going to be in a bubble. And then 30 days later, we're going to cut right. you loose. And then you go to the airport and you right. smell beer because your flight delayed and you right. don't know how to process it. Yes. You know, because anywhere you go with alcohol, I can't even believe, you know, now that I'm sober, you can see how many places you can serve see alcohol. it. You go to the movie theater, like the movies with alcohol with your kids. Yes. You know, anywhere you go. So you have you have to process those things. Yes. I love this so much. So, OK, it's, it's as if you already read the whole book. Yeah. I'm going to pull a couple <laughs> of threads that you put here. One is like we're teaching people how to have these conversations. And one of the exercises in the book is like, choose one thing you love to eat and decide not to eat it. And then just walk through the day and see how many times that is on your radar. Wow. To this point, you just made like, you can't drive down the street and not see a beer billboard. Right. You can't go to the grocery store to get some hamburger meat and not walk down the liquor aisle. You can't go to the movies and not see beer on the menu. You can't go to the airport, right? And so that's one of the things. But I want to really pull this thread, Jason, you said people feel like because of the damage that has been done when they were in their active addiction, that they don't, they shouldn't have fun. You should just always be giving back to your community. And I know you're in the, you're in the traditions of the 12 steps. So, you know, the shoulds, the shoulds are the biggest jail, exactly like you just said, I would say you owe it to your community to have fun because that fun is actually feeding your sobriety and your sobriety is feeding your ability to give back to the community because we are biologically wired as humans. We need joy. We need meaning. We need purpose or we wither and die. And we don't, we don't want people withering and dying. That's not what sobriety, that's not what recovery is, right? Recovery has to be about joy right. and fun. So Jason, tell me, one of the ideas in the book also is there are an infinite number of paths to addiction. And so there have to be an infinite number of paths to recovery. And just like you were saying, you went to treatment, it was kind of like a cookie cutter program for everybody was doing the same thing. Do this, do this, do this, do this. And this is what we're trying to do different at Eleanor Health also, right? It's like, come in, learn about your path, learn about you, and then craft an individualized support program. Can you tell us about your journey in addiction as much as you're willing and able to share and your journey to recovery? Like you're working a formula right now that works for you. How did you learn? what this formula is? Well, first of all, I'm a high energy guy. And one of my deepest fears was about getting sober, Dr. Harrison, was that once you get sober, 
how are you going to have fun? Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you know, it's so meetings you can go to and it's so dismal in the morning. You're sitting here listening to all these problems. You go, oh, I don't want to be that guy. You know, and then sometimes we have people that come into the program, uh, come to rebound and then they they tell their, they call up their loved ones and they go, man, I had a great time today. And then their loved ones will call us back and speak to our doctors and go, are you guys really helping him or is he just down there mm-hmm. having fun? And I go, it's okay for him to have fun. That's what we want. We want him right. to understand that look how much fun he they are having while they're sober. Right. Right? They didn't have this much fun when they were, uh-huh. you know, when they were drinking. You know, so let us work on that. Yeah. So for me, some of the, the biggest issues that I, I, I ran into um in, in my sobriety was when I isolate. Mm-hmm. See, isolation is no good. Solitude is okay. You know, so what I did was I got mad. I got the, you know, and we call it the epics, you know, as to everybody, the resentment or page yeah, yeah, yeah. in the big book and you go in and you'd be like, hey, you know, the heck with this person. This person's never going to help mm-hmm. me in this. And then I went up and I bought a cabin in the middle of the woods and I just said, you know what? I'm going to live by myself. And I thought it was good. And this is before I stopped drinking. And I started, I had my caretaker bringing me dandelion wine and moonshine. And I was just drinking it. And before mm. I knew it, it was like red rum, red rum. I was like the guy from the shiny, yeah. Jack Nichols. You know, <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> you know, so isolation was actually driving me nuts, driving me crazy mm-hmm. um, as much mm-hmm. as the alcohol was. So what we do here at Rebound is a lot of other places. Will, and, and look, I'm not all the other places are, are very good. Anybody to be in this field absolutely is a very difficult field. So I applaud everyone doing yep. it. Agree. Um, that especially the people that are doing it right to take it on. So our alumni, uh, speak, we have this. We have 338 different alumni. We have this Marco Polo app where every day somebody has. It is different groups. Somebody have 25 in a group. Somebody have five. Somebody have 30. So every day we have word of the day. Today's word was courageous. So everybody has to get on and talk about in, inside of one minute what that word meant to them. Mm. And then we get a chance, just like I'm looking at you, Dr. Harrison, to see what you look like. If you had on sunglasses right now and it was nighttime, they would all, like it's the Oxford modality, it's run mm. by the alumni, but it's professionally managed by us. And they would okay. say, hey, you know what? Derek had on sunglasses today mm-hmm. and it was nighttime. We better check on What's him. up with that? Uh-huh. So we get a chance to really, and we get a chance to G-check you too. So we can look over and go, you know what? If you're really at work, let me see your boss. Move the camera mm. around. You know, let me mm. see where you're at. So, you know, it, it's about accountability. And for me, the piece that I get from sobriety, the piece that helps me out most in my life is where people can depend on me. Mm. That's what gives me peace. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to, I, I'm a warning or an example to, to people when they come down here. But I'm all over them. I'm here seven days a week. You know, this is the best time and the best life I'm ever living in my life mm, is mm-hmm. right now. I get a chance every day. Look, I, I'm not a psychiatrist like yourself. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a guy who, when they go to group, I might sit in if they want me to. But most of the time, I'm working on the ranch. I'm feeding animals. I'm pruning trees. I'm cutting grass just to keep it, you know, and, and to keep my sanity and keep the place looking good. But I'm the guy with outdoor adventure therapy. I'm the guy who's telling you the stories that what happened to me. And I don't want this to happen to you because we also work with the prevention, right? We throw basketball camps that are disguised as basketball camps Uh with Charles Oakley, the NBA great. Uh, And and we teach etiquette. 
grooming, rebounding, shooting, how to deal with authority. You get This it? is for kids? This is for kids? This is for children. Because uh-huh. they're never too young to start talking about, you know, alcohol and marijuana. You know, people call rebound all the time and they tell them, well, my, my child is just smoking marijuana. And that's not bad because marijuana is legal now. And I go, yes, it is legal. But so is alcohol. So is alcohol. So is cigarettes. So are prescription pills. So is prescription pills. But if you misuse any of these, you're in trouble, you know? So I have a very strong family history of addiction. So on my mom's side, mostly cocaine and alcohol. On my dad's side, alcohol as well. And so one of the things that people don't recognize is how much of your risk for addiction is coded in your DNA the day that you're born. And so to your point, it's never too young to start having the conversation. My kids were three years old and I'm having the conversation with them, right? And it's like three years old, four years old. And then the book, we actually teach you how to have this conversation at the different age points. But my messaging to the kids was like, listen, just like diabetes runs in families, just like cancer runs in families, addiction runs in families. So like your friend might be able to do a line of cocaine in the bathroom and be fine. Our DNA, a line of cocaine in the bathroom turns into a whole different thing. So like, here's how you keep yourself safe, right? And so your basketball camps that you're doing for these younger kids, not only teaching them kind of like healthy decision-making, giving them meaning and joy and connection and fun, which is so important. Like our young people and teenagers are going through so much very early in life. They already have those adverse childhood experiences. You are helping to reduce their risk of addiction. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. 
Yes. You know, and uh, to bring up a point when you were talking about your grandparents and your parents um, and your mom with mm-hmm. her addiction. Oh, well, my mom's family, not my mom, but her brothers and sisters. Yeah, brothers and sisters. Your mom's family, mm-hmm. your, not your mom's, excuse me, your mom's family. Some of the joys that this passion, I don't call it a job, it's a passion. I, I don't yeah. make any money in this business, but it sure does keep me out of trouble. And I love, mm. you know, my service to others is the rent I pay here on earth now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muhammad Ali told me that. that a long time ago. I love you that. Know, so when we, when I go to speak at African-American churches and I start talking about addiction, how far back are we as a race that we really don't know about treatment and addiction? It's like, what? You know, so I start telling them, it's okay. You know, this is a disease. Just like yeah. if you had cancer, unfortunately, if you had cancer, you know, you have to get chemo. Yeah. And if you have an addiction and, and you're misusing drugs or alcohol, you have to get treatment. But as African-Americans, we at times, especially the older generation, like my grandmother and maybe my dad uh, would say something to the effect that they'd rather you go to jail than go to treatment. Because if you went to jail, that means you just had a bad night. Mm. But if you went to treatment, that means oh, you were on drugs. That might mean that was the way you was raised. Oh, right. And it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't that my parents raised me in any way. My parents were loving parents, great mm-hmm. parents, all working mm-hmm. parents. My dad is my best friend. Mm-hmm. My mom is my, my best friend. Mm-hmm. I love them. But they didn't, you know, they couldn't do a better job than me. But I, like you said, your DNA, I had an addiction. Yeah. You know, and so it doesn't mean the way my parents raised. So parents get beat themselves up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I have a kid who's a, a TV star right now and he's on his way from Hollywood to get here and his parents are saying, oh, well, his blood pressure's a little elevated. I don't know if I want to throw him on a plane. I don't know if I want people to see him like this walking through the airport and then making all these excuses. Yeah. So I'm like, do you want your son to live? To live. Are you worried about what somebody going to take a picture and he got on sunglasses or he's stumbling? You get his behind on the plane you That's get right. them down here and we start to get them better the heck what other people think about That's right. right now. And that's, that's right. the stigma, right? It yeah. goes with the family. Yeah. You know? That's the stigma and it's deadly. The other thing we do is that we have to get the family members to understand and hopefully they get better also. Because look, if one person starts getting better and then you go home and that other sibling or that other spouse is still drinking or drugging, then another spouse, of course, is going to feel neglected, but also going to feel shamed. It's like back in the day, my dad used to tell me, he said, Jay, you see a uh, little both feet, you know, his his wife going to the gym. And I and I said, Dad, what does that mean? He goes, she about to leave him. <laughs> <You know>? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to get the whole family and everyone better at the same time. So we're big on big family therapy and preparing them when they leave us to get back into their family society also. I love it because it's similar to something you said earlier, right? Like everything we're talking about is connection, support system. We are pack animals, right? And so when we look at it, I kind of divide it into your childhood and your adulthood, the six conversations. And the six conversations are, what is your genetic risk, right? Biological, you're born with it. What is your childhood risk? You were born into that psychologically. What is your environmental childhood risk? You were born into that, right? And so that's part of what you're talking about, like the stigma 
that we grow up with, like you cannot be a person with addiction or somehow you have no value, which is killing people. And then in adulthood, the same thing, like, okay, biologically being um, a pro ball player and the injuries and chronic physical pain that comes with that flying all over the place and the changes that makes in your brain and not being able to sleep, the culture of, you know, being a pro and the parties and the clubs and all this stuff that we see on TV, right? Those same three buckets when you're an adult, across all of those is the fact we are pack animals. And so the pack that you run with matters. And I feel like what I'm hearing you're doing as part of Rebound and as part of the basketball camps that you're doing for the young people is really giving them a pack that validates their value without substances, validates their value no matter what life experiences they're having, gives them a sense of connection and purpose that they can lean back on. And we have to teach that to the rest of their pack that they were born into, right? 100%. Dr. Harrison, you know, one of the things I've learned in the last eight years is what kind of friends do I have? And just because I know you 35, 40 years, um, I still love you. But sometimes those friends that are still partying and drinking, I have to feed them with a long handled spoon. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to be a, a distance. So I have breakfast friends, I have lunch friends, and I have dinner friends. Mm. Breakfast friends means that. These guys that know me or my whole life, they go, gee, I'm coming down to Florida and I'm going to do what you do in this program. And, and then, you know, we're going to hang out and whatever. All right, come on down. But you're going to have to do what we do. So time we get to the gym at 7 o'clock in the morning, they're worn out. But then they go, oh, what are we going to do today? We're jumping out of an airplane. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go to Miami and I'll come back tonight, you know, and then you don't have to see them anymore because I've changed the way I'm living, right? So yep. you have breakfast friends where you're not sure about them and very, you know, they're not going to pull out a drink order probably at eight o'clock in the morning. They might, right? But you know, there's much more unlikely. And then you have lunch friends who you kind of know a little better, and then you know that they understand. Uh, but you know, dinner friends are somebody who really do understand the disease I have, and you know, so that's the pack I got to run with. The dinner friends I really do trust. Mm. You know, the the lunch friends. Eh, the breakfast friends, I definitely don't trust you. So if I'm having breakfast with you, you know, it's like, hey, man, anything can go off right now. Right. You know, and I know at nine o'clock in the morning, me and you're not going to be driving down the highway drunk. Yeah. You didn't You didn't even say brunch. You, you didn't even give them no. the midday. Because <laughs> you know what happens at brunch. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay, can I steal it? I definitely want to. You, you can have I it. Love it's it. all yours. I love it. Yep. Breakfast friends. And it's so funny because our ties are deepest to the people from our childhood many times. And many times we need to grow into breakfast relationships with our childhood friends, right? And even some of our family members, we have to grow into breakfast relationships. It's one hundred percent. Look what family reunions, do, you know, do to you. Whew. You know, you know it when your cousin comes. Hey, cuz, I got to speak to you a little bit around here. You know, after it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's there's so much pressure for people like yourself and I, who you know, highly educated. And I'm not saying that my family, because my family is very highly educated. But then you have the other group that pretty much want to make you feel guilty for being successful. Mm. 
you know, and uh, and I think that's what you know sobriety is all about. I think that's what rebound is all about. Mm-hmm. I think you all are doing a great job with that. You know, I was so happy when I was doing my research on you when you were talking about relationships because relationships is so important in staying sober. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't isolate. Uh, and you know, you, every once in a while, you need to take some time to yourself. That's cool. But relationships and who yes. you surround yourself with, we say yes. it all the time. Yeah. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's a word, especially for young folks. That's a word. I love this. I, this visual you just gave us of like your friendships bouncing off rather than cutting into you, because you also like, sometimes you have to look at yourself and say, if I am somebody's future, right? Like, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. If I am somebody's future, is this the future I want to be for somebody? Exactly. And sometimes the answer to that is no, right? Like, I'm not contributing anything to this person's future that I would want in my own future. And Dr. Harrison, I know you're better at this than I am. I've been a yes guy my whole life. People ask me to do something. I'll be like, yes, especially when they say, oh, it's six months away. Oh, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. And then six months comes on and you got all this pressure because you got a lot going on. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so being able to say no goes a long way in your sobriety. Yes. Boundaries, right? No, I can't do that. No, I'm not going to have time. Why? You know, one of the greatest things about about working on your sobriety every day is that you can now nitpick things and cherry pick things that you don't want to go to. Uh-huh. Like people ask me all the time, you know, uh, can you come to my wedding? I go, uh, you know, are you going to have alcohol there? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I'm feeling pretty strong these days. So, you know, it gets you out a lot of things. Anything that starts past 630 at night, you don't have to go to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in bed by nine o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, nothing good happens after 1130. Mm-hmm. You know, I got into uh, a little fender bender at 3.54 p.m. So right, you know, in the afternoon and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But imagine getting into that at 2.54 in the in morning. In the morning, right. A whole different set of circumstances. I've noticed, doctor, that most of the times I get in trouble are the early mornings of the night of the morning. Yep. You know, so what do I do now? I eliminated that. So no more early mornings. You know, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, I'm yeah. sleeping. Four thirty, five o'clock, I'm going to the gym while other people are coming in. And I feel good about that. And I always feel sorry for those people that, especially people my age that are still going through it. Because you know that yucky taste that you get in your mouth mm-hmm. in the morning time and not having mm-hmm. energy. And I know going through a lot of things in my life when I did not have energy, um, I would just run from them and then hope they will go away on their own. Mm-hmm. But once you get energy and you put that with some sobriety uh, and you surround yourself with good people, you can overcome and stop running. Because the first thing as an addict we want to do, an alcoholic as myself, is we want to run. You know, mm-hmm. we want to run from things. And one of the things that at a rebound at our place, we've had the same people for going on eight years. And you know how hard that is in addiction. To keep people. To keep the same people, you know, because people know we're doing it right. We love each other. Even on our day off, on Sundays when they come, we're all barbecuing. We're all a part of each other's family. You can't do any staff splitting. You can't say, hey, doctor, Demna said this or Mark said this or this person said that because we're so small. We've been doing this for so long. We know Mm -hmm. you're trying to deflect, you know? Yeah. And we really. That's the testament to connection. Right. We want people to get better because every time somebody gets better, 
I add a new healthy friend, a new healthy family member. You know, you can't pick. Well, how does it go? You can't pick your family, right? You know, but you can pick your friends. So, yeah. you know, it's all about now, you know, yeah. I, I love when people graduate, when not graduate, when they transition from rebound back into society, because now I have a whole new fresh face to keep me accountable. I could hear the magic sauce in rebound. First of all, it's just, it's just like pouring out of you the passion. What do I want to call it? Like passionate compassion, right? Like you care so deeply And I think that is one of the stigmas that kills people with addiction is like we make them feel they are not worthy to be loved. They're not worthy to be cared for. They're not worthy to be valued. And I think probably day one, people coming into Rebound, if they feel from you in person what I'm feeling from you over this podcast, which is just like a deep, genuine, authentic caring for them as a human being. I think that's the first secret sauce that sets off the rest of the path. Would you agree? Yes. And nobody comes into rebound even after they go through admissions. Most of the time you're going to speak to me. If you call rebound, we're so small, you probably get me, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but you would definitely speak to me before you get on the plane because Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you really coming for the main reason, and the main mm-hmm. reason is to get better. Mm-hmm. If you tell me, Jason, I want to get better, I'm saying, come on down. Let's go. Because I want, like I said, I want to extend my family members. You know, I want to be able to hang out with you because now we're on the same page. We got something in common. Yeah. And we're going to be keeping each other accountable. So at the very end, like after the doctors and the intake and everybody speaks to them, they already know after eight years, Jay, all right, it's time for you to speak to them. And I go, mm-hmm. hey, do you really want to get better? Because you're going to be a part of our family mm-hmm. forever. And we want to make sure that you're a good person and you're going to act like a good person. And look, you're going to have peaks and valleys, but we're going to be there for you because to be honest, you know, I have peaks and valleys. We all yeah. have peaks and valleys. Some days, you know, you just, oh man, I got to get up today to go do this. But it, you know, or some days when somebody's not doing well, I should say, I get down on myself uh, because like an athlete, mm-hmm. you always want to win. And, and then I need somebody to call me up and go, Hey, Jay, you know, turn on Marco Polo and today's Rodney's fifth anniversary of being sober. All right, here we go. We're back at it. You know, so just extending the family and and, and there's nothing better, as you know, uh-huh. Doc, uh-huh. is when the light goes off on people. When you see that light goes off and they get it and they're saying, hey, you know, sobriety is cool, sick. Yes. You know, I'm no longer being sick, sick. I'm being SIC sick. You know, I'm getting better. You know, sobriety is being cool and we're all doing the same thing yep. and having fun yep. and, and living your best life. That's what keeps us going. I love it. And you know what I love too, Jason? And okay, this is your this is your three minute heads up that the final question is coming. What you want us to unlearn, undo or uncover? Okay. Okay. But what I want to say while you're thinking about that is what I am loving and it is relatively new is how much the public media is celebrating sobriety and recovery. And even people who are still struggling with addiction are like, I'm struggling and I'm trying to get better. I think putting it out there, having you tell your story, having you run rebound, like we love celebrities in this country. We just do, right? Like we love famous people. And when I was growing up, what 
famous was, was drinking and drugging and clubbing. Like that's what famous got you. And so it made all of us want it. And now I see a real change where like, and being sober is sick too, right? Being a celebrity who's living the high life without being high is really becoming a thing. And I think it's really powerful. I remember at six years old, I was going to see my aunt Pat in California and I saved up for three weeks and I bought me a pair of dollar sunglasses. Mm -hmm. And I got off in LA because I just thought that's where all the movie stars (laughs) live. And I had some glasses on and my 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 aunt looked over at me and she goes, take them glasses off. It's nighttime. They're going to think you're a junkie. Oh. And I'm six years old. I'm six. Like, See? Right. But my whole life, Dr. Harrison, you know, from then on, I always wanted to be famous. So, you know, I wanted to be the best that I can be in what I'm doing. And that was maybe rebounding or playing basketball or doing what I'm doing. But I, my whole life, I wanted to wear those dark glasses so people can recognize me. Yeah. Now, I'm so comfortable with myself and where I'm at in my life, uh-huh. that I pretty much wear those dog glasses now because I don't want people to recognize me because I'm happy with what I'm doing right mm. now. So two different ways, you know. I wanted to be a movie star with the sunglasses on. Now I'm just like, hey, you know, I- I'm living my best life. And yeah. if you never call my name out in public again, I'm okay because yeah. I have all the alumni rebound. I have a bunch of good people around me. God keeps putting people in my life through the grace of God to help them get better. And that's Mm. where my energy comes from. And uh, that's my accolades. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So let's roll into um, the last question, which I gave you the heads up on. We're going to ask everybody, (laughs) no stress, no pressure. There are, there are only amazing answers here, Jason. Um, If there's one thing thinking about your journey all the way from the beginning to where you are today, if there's one thing you want people to either unlearn about addiction or a piece of the stigma of addiction you want to undo or a conversation you want to uncover that we should be having, what words of wisdom do you want to leave us with? I remember probably about six or seven years ago, maybe a little longer, addiction and getting better, sobriety and recovery was sexy in politics. Mm. And I think A lot of that was coming from people used to always think it was brown and black people that had addiction problems. Yeah. But I think once the, I hate to say, overprescribed drugs started hitting Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a drug deal on the corner giving, it was just Mm -hmm. overprescribing people. And then you had a whole different race of people start doing it. Mm -hmm. A lot of other people started waking up and it became much more attention. Like I said before, still, there's not enough African-Americans going to recovery, going into treatment, mm-hmm. because I'm pretty much, they're just uneducated about it. They don't know about it. I didn't know about it until I got there. Yeah. And that was eight years ago. So that's one. Uh, the other thing would be, Doc, is that um, to release the stigma. Yes. You know, there's so many high-profile people that come to our program, so many people I run into, they say, hey, you know, Jay, I'd rather not have people know I was here. And that's your choice. You know, okay, nobody would ever know you a year. But we understand that probably 80 million people suffer from Mm -hmm. this, you know, addiction in this country alone. You know, you can't pivot in your family without somebody having it if you don't have it. So don't be hypocritical around it. You know, you just, people just say, suck it up and, you know, you'd be fine and, you know, sleep it off. And those are the kind of things, not knowing that we got to get to the core of the trauma. We got to get to the core of what's going on. Uh, because 
it is mental illness. If you put something in your body that you know doesn't belong there, just to escape for something, yeah. that's where the mental illness part comes into also, right? Because yeah. now we want to label everything. You know, OCD. People tell me, Jay, you have OCD because you're always trying to be perfect. You're always trying to be, no, I don't have OCD. I just like to make my bed up before I go to work. Because when I come back home, I want to be able to come back home and go, wow, this is clean. Mm -hmm. You know, so you don't have to label every single thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, I try to. Perfect is the opposite of good. I just try to give it my best. And that's not being perfect. Mm -hmm. I just try to give 110% every day. And then let the pieces fall where they may. I play hard. And then as hard as I play, hopefully I made a basket. I was under the bucket and be able to get a tip in or maybe help my team in some kind of way. And it's the same here. If I'm at this program 15, 16 hours a day, six, seven days a week, hopefully some nuggets are going to fall off that I'm going to leave for the teammate that's in rebound mm -hmm. or vice versa. Because mm -hmm. I learned so much from people coming in. Lifting the stigma would be probably the number one thing. Yeah. You know, it keeps so many people out of getting better. It's so true. It's so true. Number one, undo the stigma. Yep. yep. I love it. All right. So this was amazing. Thank you so much. You are so fun. And so like <laughs> your energy is just so warm. I love it. Well, thank you, Dr. Harrison. And you're doing great work at Eleanor. You know, and y'all just opened up in Cherry Hill. When I played with the yeah. Philadelphia 76ers with Charles Barkley, I used to live in Cherry Hill. Stop it. Well, I'm so proud of y'all. And y'all yes. are doing a great job. We got to work more together. We do. We do. So let's definitely stay connected. I um, stay inviting myself to people's houses for dinner. So I would love okay. to invite myself to the ranch. Yes, <laughs> if, if my self-invitation is welcome, we should definitely, definitely stay connected. Yeah, we definitely will. Bring your chaps and your cowboy boots because we definitely hey. your cowgirl boots. We're going to definitely do some riding. I might have to buy some chaps, <laughs> but I do have some boots. I do have some boots. I'm ready. If you or a loved one are experiencing addiction, seeking support in your own recovery, or have questions about substance use, visit eleanorhealth.com. That's E-L-E-A-N-O-R health.com. My book on addiction, Six Mind-Changing Conversations That Could Save a Life, is now available for pre-order at bookshop.org, Union Square & Company, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever books are sold. You can find me on LinkedIn at Nzinga A. Harrison, MD. Instagram, Threads, and the platform formerly known as Twitter, at Nzinga, MD. That's N-Z-I-N-G-A-M-D. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.